We hope they follow the signs, but that never happens either. So uh, there's not just one car. There's 10 cars in the line. And so all 10 do that same thing. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Where are all these tour buses coming from and who's on them? So today, uh, this time the event is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. In the past, we uh, were able to use school buses, but since school's in session, we had to go to the charter bus route. So today, uh, everybody parks over at uh, Tachi Palace, Mm -hmm. and then tomorrow and Sunday, they all park at West Hills College. So the answer to your question is we're shuttling them, uh, people who just want to park for free. They park okay. at those two spots and shuttle over. So it's all those people are all just general admission, people who have tickets to go to the event? Yeah, yes. This particular lot will hold uh, five or 600 cars, and the GP lot's um, about 2,000 cars maybe, uh, max. Are you expecting all of that to be full? Uh, t- Friday probably, t- today maybe not, okay. but certainly Saturday will be a big day. Interesting. Do you live locally? Uh, no, I live in Oklahoma. Holy my cow. my company actually uh, we contract with uh, IMG, the the event, uh, the the people who run the operations. Okay. Our, golf's our niche, but we like doing this too. When you took the job, did you ever imagine going to the central center of California for a surf contest? Well, no. First of all, I'm not a surfer, so I don't know anything about that. I love the water, but don't know anything about surfing. And then when they said, we're going to do it uh, 100 miles off the coast, uh, we said, well, okay, that, that should be interesting. And then our first visit out here to see it, we, the first, one of the first times we came, it was not completed. And so you were still trying to visualize what was going on. And it was interesting how big it is and how much water it takes to make it work and then and then the actual making the wave uh seems pretty cool for a non-surfer i i grew up surfing my whole life and i never could have imagined this it's beyond imagination i mean it's uh you know it's 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 interesting there's no doubt about it even for even for a guy who doesn't know anything about it to see it actually work and see it happen yeah and being a logistics guy, that's that's my that, that's what I love. Just knowing the millions of things that it takes to make that work and make it work every time, that's pretty. That, that's very cool. Waco, Texas, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Lemoore, California. I mean, you can see you Waco, Texas, or Tulsa, Oklahoma, because we're certainly no nowhere near the coast. But then when you figure out where Lemoore, California is yeah. it's not that much different than where where we live you're in the you're not you're not near the water so that makes it interesting the coast is no longer a barrier of entry to become a surfer you know what i mean isn't that something just from that from that standpoint what it does for surfing surfing the event and the culture of surfing uh that changes everything completely it knocks it out of the park actually it does. My name's Kevin Sparks, and I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. All right, welcome back to day three of Off Script, presented by Hurley live from the Surf Ranch Pro, also presented by Hurley. Pretty epic finish last night after we published that episode to see Gabriel Medina 
and Felipe Toledo take to the water and really kind of push the boundaries of what everybody else was doing, other than Kanoa, maybe. Kanoa was right up there with them earlier in the day. But um, I haven't discussed leaderboard or scores up until this point in the event. And to be honest, they were all kind of lackluster. I think Kelly was leading the leaderboard um, up until midday yesterday with, you know, a less than 15-point heat total. And one of the things that I presented as an, as a question in episode number one was just, is the is the barrel really going to become valuable once we know and it's a guaranteed thing that you will get barreled and it's actually going to be pretty easy to make it? Maybe the only value in the barrel was just its scarcity in nature. Well, I'm going to argue that Felipe and Gabriel kind of made my point for me. They were on that end section, which is the, basically the second barrel section on the right, and they outran it. They both outran. They were going so fast. And so instead, Gabriel did the corrupt flip. Felipe did the alley-oop. And those were the two highest scoring rides of the day. The two waves where people actually avoided that barrel section and went for something dramatic instead became the highest scoring rides of the day. And it, and it could just be that that was a point of differentiation between all the other rides in the day, but it's something to keep tabs on. Um, I'm going to read you a listener direct message that just came through. It says, this comp opens your eyes to how big the gap is from the top level guys and the rest of the pack. Each has specialities and some have it all like the top five. What a great addition to the tour though. One is more than enough though. Couldn't watch more than one of these a year. This comp is making me really hungry for some real competition in France. So thanks for that. I've got more listener emails for the end of the show. Uh, One thing I'll get out of the way is just everybody's asking why people are wearing leashes in the pool. I think that's a board saving measure. If you eat it and lose your board, it's almost guaranteed to hit concrete at you know, around the perimeters of the pool. So I think the leash is just to prevent board damage. But there's other listener emails. I'll get into that at the end of the show. Got a great show for you today. Let's not forget that it's all made possible by Hurley. They are offering you a thank you for being a listener of this show and supporting this content and helping it kind of grow. So as a thanks, they're offering you 20% off everything on Hurley.com. So definitely take advantage of that. I was saying in episode one, maybe even prioritize your holiday gift giving with that code. The code expires on October 7th. So utilize that within the next month. Hurley.com, promo code podcast, and then get in your picks for the Hurley athlete that you think will win this event on surfsplendorpodcast.com. I have a poll set up. The first five people to correctly pick the Hurley athlete to win this event will win a prize pack of their new pro series that you're seeing on the commercials throughout this event. And uh, the athletes are wearing that product as well. So check all that stuff out. Hurley.com, promo code podcast, surfsplendorpodcast.com. All right. Enjoy today's show. As the clock winds down, Joe, he now realizes he's the new world number one. Julian Wilson is your 2018 Quicksilver Pro Champion and your new number one on the Jeep leaderboard. Wilson wears yellow heading into Bells Beach. Lakey Peterson is your 2018 Roxy Pro Champion. Italo Ferreira is your Rip Pro Pro Bells Beach Champ sharing the lineup with Nick Fanning in his send-off. Stephanie Gilmore takes her fourth bow. Felipe Toledo now basking in the golden glow of victory. Well, the Oil Rare champion, Steph Gilmore, maintains that yellow jersey going to Bali. The one performance from Michael Peterson, good signs. I think we're going to have an absolute cracker of a year this year. Ethan Lowe Ferreira 
is your champion of the Corona Molly Protected, presented by Hurley. And Lakey Peterson hangs on for the victory, her second of the season. William Cardoso takes on the Uluwatu CT. Joanne DeFay takes the win here at Uluwatu. And Felipe Toledo is your champion here in 2018. Stephanie Gilmore is the 2018 Corona Open J-Bay champion. And Courtney Conlog gets a major win here at the Vans US Open of surfing, taking out Uh, well, David, I'm pretty hungover. Uh, when I got on a heater at the Tachi, or whatever the heck you call it, it's a casino. Came up on uh, about 20 bucks, so called a successful night. Just found sleep. 20 bucks on the ground, or came up oh, at, at the, the, the blackjack table. tables where I found it. They were just giving away money over there. They must, uh, yeah. Are, is the Tachi paying you to say that? That's a good sales pitch I for know, their right? casino. They should be. They're, they should be. yeah. Comp and rooms. Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm a high roller. Big money. <laughs> Big money on the table. Um, what's your name and where are you from and what do you do for work? Uh, Tyler Clark. Uh, I was born in August. What is that, a Virgo or something? I'm not sure, actually. I have no idea. I'll uh, check before we go to print. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, from San Luis Obispo, California, and uh, I own a brewery called Libertine Brewing Company. Where? Uh, how far is San Luis Obispo from where we're at right now? Like 110 miles or something like that. Had you ever been to Lemoore before? I can't say that I've had the pleasure to be here in this beautiful town before. Uh, what do you, give me, I want listeners to fully understand the context of this. Like, I think you watched it online and you see the wave and all that, but you don't get the experience of driving through the low lying, low lying yes. lands and then seeing a giant fence and all that. What, what's your impression? There's no way to overstate how ridiculous the place we are is in context of what's around it. Like, there's there's nothing. There's like a casino that's not even a very good casino. And then there's the we went to like the fancy restaurant that was across the street from our hotel and I got chicken fingers was like the only thing I could find on the menu that even looked edible and they served breakfast 24 hours a day. It, it, it's it's the middle of nowhere and there's like literally just farm fields, some cows. I don't even know how many people I didn't even know this was a town until this was here and I live an hour away. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane and then you show up and it's like beautiful facility. It's it's crazy. What's your impression of the facility itself? I think it's nice. Uh, I was thinking there was going to be more infrastructure as far as like viewing event thing on it kind of thing. Um, I mean, it's really nice how they've landscaped it and everything. But there's no. I, I swear I saw bleachers in some video or picture. There's no that I've seen. It's just kind of you walk up to the wall and you watch, which is the first time you see a wave too. It's. As many videos you watch of it, or it blows your mind. It's kind of like, holy crap! Like, what the heck is that thing? It's, it's a it's a spectacle to see yeah. in real life. What what was your experience viewing the event online the last two days? Uh, watched a little bit of it. It's obviously way cooler to see it here in person. I think that's kind of, I think that's going to be the the crux is getting people here to see the wave and, and actually watch that and get excited. And people are hooting as people are going by. And it's I mean, I don't get to surf with a lot of pro surfers in the water in Pismo Beach where I surf most of the time. So it's kind of crazy to see just their speed and, like, just, yeah, it's, it's pretty trippy. And it's, it's kind of crazy, too. We were talking, um, the reason we came out was just to see it for the first time and do, like, a guy's trip. And I, I'm surprised, sorry, going off on a side note, but we've met more people, like, here at the hotel, at the casino last night. There, like some lady was from Philadelphia and her son 
surfed like once and they flew here from Philadelphia to watch the surf and I'm going really like I didn't like it's it's strange I was which is cool I mean that's good I guess for the sport that that's happening uh but yeah it's a it's a strange like like the uh in the pool last night at the hotel this random couple I don't sound like a jerk kind of hillbilly (laughs) at the pool where we're sitting there you know smoking cigs hanging out at the pool and I kind of talked to them for a second and they're like oh yeah we live like 30 minutes away we're staying at the hotel we're going to that surf thing I'm like oh you guys surf like no never surfed it's his birthday we heard about it I'm going so I I don't know if that's I guess that's the target demographic like it's I I think that that's the only way to grow the sport is beyond the coastlines and beyond the people who actually own a surfboard and surf how did how do people even know that like I don't even like how I guess I should have asked them like these random Philadelphians and then valley folk they're coming to the cat is it on like like what? I, don't, I don't know I don't targeted know. facebook ads and instagram yeah. ads like i i don't know that's the only thing i could imagine you know yeah it's well, it's interesting came for blink 182 they're really disappointed yikes bummer is that why you came yeah yeah, yeah uh yeah I'm, we already planned on like yeah we're gonna come early watch some stuff and then get the heck out of here by the uh by the afternoon. Well, so what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on the WSL targeting growth beyond the core surf community? Not only targeting it, but then the way that they're trying to access that audience. Uh, personally, not a huge fan of it. I mean, I guess, I mean, they keep shoving down our throats that that's what we have to do. And if we want to have cool shit like a wave pool and events and stuff, I guess that's the thing. I just, I feel like personally as a, mid-30s lifelong surfer person that the the pandering of like the blink 180 like that was just for me the kind of like the, the last not last straw i guess i'm still here but it's yeah. like like really like who one who is that customer that's even like oh cool blink 182 i mainly hang out with people on i live in pismo beach on the coast around people that surf i don't know one person that likes blink 182 and it was it when i was like <laughs> Hooing, hollering about how pissed I was when we saw that because I had bought we had like reserved a room six months ago and we saw this was going to be here and stuff because it's like cool yeah it's 100 miles away it's going to be a spectacle it's the first I guess it's not technically the first ever world tour event in a pool but uh, pretty is, much yeah. the first you know I guess what was the one in like New Jersey or something like that yeah. but that was like a knee high like this is a real wave so we're like all right let's go let's do it it's in our backyard let's go but I feel like they're just trying it's not dumbing it down but it's like it's embarrassing you know what I mean like it was like oh we're gonna go watch a wave pool event and they go, oh the thing with like Blink-182 like it once which maybe once again maybe they're they're obviously way smarter than me but like everybody then that I had said something about that oh yeah where are you gonna go to this weekend oh I'm gonna go out in Lamora that surf car oh I saw like Blink-182's playing and it's like I guess that's working, but I, for me, it's like I was embarrassed. I was like, "Is this this is what we're doing now?" We're embarrassed, but not so much that you would abandon attending the daytime event yeah, because I'm, of. I still am here or whatever. I just I don't know. Get fucking Jack Johnson or something. Like get somebody at least that like makes sense. Like it's, it's I don't know. Not that I'm like oh I you know listen to Jack Johnson in my car all the time or something, but at least that makes sense. You know what I mean? I don't know. How does uh. I don't know. Sorry, I'm going no. around the blinker. I'm sure they're very nice gentlemen. No. Are we recording? Okay. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, this is, what is this called? Off the record? Off the lip? Off, off the script? Off script? Jeez. We're off, <laughs> off script day three. 
This is Chad Smith alongside the only real surf journalist in the game, Nick Carroll, <laughs> which makes me, yeah, very happy. Take and that, also, Scott Bass. I, yeah, I Scott. don't even claim that at all. <laughs> I mean, Scott. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy right here. I mean, Nick Carroll. This is so Lady. good being here with you guys. I always feel warm when I'm with other surf journalists. I mean, that's the thing. There's a weird sickness in surf journalists, I think, yep. that only other surf journalists recognize. That's right. And, and we then, require each other's yeah, presence exactly. from time to time. And that's it. So, okay. Yep. Uh, talking about, we'll take it right back in. When I rocked up, and I thought, okay, I'm here again. We've yeah. already, you and I both, we saw it at the same time. Fuck yeah. We both watched the thing. We were both amazed by the thing already. So yeah. this is round two for both of us, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I rocked up and saw that Hurley had turned the other lake into like a beach zone. Yep. And thought, that's genius. Yep. Did you partake? Uh, I did, yeah. Look, I, you know, I was, I've been a little, a little bit freaked out. Like I tried to get myself ready for this. But this is a, the only, first and only CT I've ever been to where I haven't been able to surf. Yeah, right? you can't even touch the water. Because there is no surf. There's just waves that are made by yep. people and they're not made for me. That's for damn sure. They're yep. made for all the surfers and seemingly half the commentary crew that jumps in there in between and tries to scavenge, right? But that's not me, right? Yeah. I didn't even bring a board. Cause You're I was stuck. like, just fucking forget it. Yeah. Like, come up here without that in your head. But I can't, you know. We, we are who we are, Right. We are, like, we are like, truly like animals in many ways. I mean, right? that's exactly yeah. what yeah. it is. So we are who we are. So I am what I am, which is, like, extremely keen surfer. I'm like, fuck, I've got to go in the water. And I looked over and I saw Hurley's little gig and they got, like, bark stock paddle boards there. And I was like, it's my second sport. <laughs> so I quickly run over and jumped in. I paddled around for an hour and I just felt this relief coursing over me. And I hung out with Evan and with Patty O'Connell and we just sort of lolled around, talked for a while, and I just felt all the you know excessive static of non-surf just evaporating out of me and it was so great we went back up and we kept that conversation going we we're just standing there, all three of us just talking suddenly this woman just fucking bowled up like bustled up and just without without acknowledging the conversation at all just burst in and just addressed evan and said like hey what you know what's going on here what kind of what you've got paddle boards i'm gonna use one which one should i use not a fucking word of a lie. She's she's not acknowledging me or anyone else yeah. there, right? And I and I and I'm just looking at her, and I, I suddenly realise it's backwards fins, Beth. Was it really? No kidding, man. I'm just like going, holy crap! And that is epic. You know what? I I stopped myself, right? I did not say, would you like me to show you how to put the fin in a paddleboard? <laughs> um, because I know that would be ungentlemanly, right? But at the same time, I sort of thought like. Listen, lady, like, yeah, you, you're employed by the people who run this joint, but, you know, don't just bust into friends' no, conversations no. and think it's okay, you know? Like, Gingerly take your paddleboard and put the fins in backwards yeah. and go, go and for then, a little and then And then come and ask me to show you how to knee paddle. Afterwards. And maybe I'll help you. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Anyway, all right. So real quick, <laughs> is this, you've been here for how long? Two days? Two full days? Since this thing started. Okay. So are you entirely sold? Is this the future of professional surfing? <laughs> I think it's, it's kind of just part of it. Like, it's part of the future of professional surfing. It is significantly different live. Obviously, I think that's really obvious, you know? Um, like, look at that shit. What the fuck was that? I didn't air like that out here. I've done several airs like that. They've all been underwater, though. They're, so they're waters. They're not airs. I never did an air like that in my life. <laughs> but he still failed. But he's, yeah, fuck, well, that makes me, let's both feel better, right? <laughs> exactly. If yeah. he would have yeah. stuck it, I would have felt bad. There is nothing like surfing schadenfreude. But, <laughs> but 
I, I think it's significantly different live, as I said, yeah. uh, than broadcast. Like, all my buddies on the broadcast, they're all going, ah, fuck, this is boring, man, man. And I'm, like, here in real life, and I'm not bored. Like, I'm kind of interested in the whole thing. And so, far here, out. Here's my thing with it. I came in. Uh, I thought, okay, initially, my initial reaction was, this is a surf event, because... You see all the surf people that you see at surf events, so Matt Biolas and whatever, right? Like all the whole bro down, like come in and shake everybody's hands, which feels good. Like it's undeniably surfing, I think, is this weird little family where you see your family again. And I realized, A, you can plop my family down in Cincinnati, Ohio, in Lemoore, California, or at a proper beach. Yeah. And I'm happy to see them all always, right? Like part of surfing is the as cranky and grumpy and whatever as we all are it's still really fun to see other people uh, completely surfing's a social machine yeah right? totally yeah. and so that a b then my other thing was wait a second okay i get it this is the dystopia this is hell on earth why does not this look like mad max the new one where how is there not guys bass playing with flames on the train like like if the whole thing like rave like music just pumping so loud that everybody's ears are bleeding giving so much free alcohol that people are going mad and jumping in the pool at every moment why not create this like it is and treat it like hell like this is (laughs) this is humanity gone absolutely berserk god killed man god created a wave now man is going to plunder the earth and just like God. an orgy tent and stuff but right now like it feels like okay they're trying to treat it like proper surfing and give it proper you know it's surfing it's good it's athletic it's well it's these the athletes a leaderboard mm-hmm. and it's all great but why not make it a spectacle it's surfing why yeah. not make it a spectacle well i've been thinking that myself Chaz. perhaps not quite in the same uh, <laughs> vivid way in which you've considered this um i'm like although what the thing that to me is missing is the combative element yeah. actually in the water you know, like, I think it's all cool, this golf shit, right? Like sure. Back and forth, leaderboard, sure. you know, no one getting in anyone's way. Yep. But I think it would be super cool if people could poach each other, if you got extra points for poaching someone. If, if there was some element of, like, confrontation still in this, would be very good. And I've noticed, like, I've been talking to a lot of the surfers, a lot of the ones who've had a fair bit of experience around the tour are kind of saying that too. They're, they're like, I, I miss the face-to-face shit you know yeah and they're missing that because they love it because it's blood right i mean that's the thing it's like and those guys like say what you will or want about surfers as athletes they are the most competitive people on like they horribly they'll put a good face on but they like like all surfers do like any surfer in the lineup you just load the guy in position for that good wave right where surfers are that times 10 where take ripping that out and it's just you standing in four foot deep water waiting for the plow to word of life yeah. feels like okay if the energy is not going to be in the face-to-face confrontation then let's make energy somehow around with like just make it this weird desert dystopia or something right <laughs> like this some something like bring burning man art cars driving up and down and have like serving is great but also here's the other thing i heard that would be epic right <laughs> somebody said this is specifically related to the surfing, not to my Mad Max vision of this. Uh, don't stop the plow. Drive the plow up and back, up just and back. Just constantly. So the water is just a churned mess. Like and a then, massive toilet bowl. Exactly. And yeah. then you're going to get weird air sections popping up, yeah. right? And yeah, then yeah. you're going to get and have all the surfers in the water, or not all of them, but yeah. whatever, like a heat of four or whatever, yeah. where the plow is just dragging back and forth. And they're yeah. trying to get as close to the fence, punching each other to get hanging on the fence yeah. as the backwash is you know, trying yeah. to smash them. And, like there's a way to do I don't know why they're treating this like 
surf clean surfing treat well, it like dirty surfing because like okay here's a couple of points on yeah. it, right? <laughs> the first is that the WSL's entire aesthetic is clean yeah right like clean i mean lines. even this joint like yeah it's it looks like clean. it looks like a kind of dystopian prison in some in some lights right yeah it's but it's hot. it's very clean you yeah. know the lines of the whole place are very clean there's a beautiful cement wall going around very brutalist but tame sure swedish down swedish yeah. swedish yeah and you know the blend of wood and uh concrete it's pleasing to the eye sure it's very modern and 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 everything about it is clean and modern and kind of toned back a little bit you know so it's not really suited for the gladiatorial gig right they're not really but they they don't want to see you know the the like what you're talking about the gladiator vision implies violence it implies uh destruction of some kind these people are not into that I not even it. in the creative way right I, I get it but just think you would be leading espn if owen wright smashed Adriano D'Souza's face up against the fence and made it bleed while oh, a wave dude, was coming, dude. that would lead ESPN. Totally. Well, like, look, surfing has finally arrived. Look, the first farmer guy here I talked to, like, there's quite a few of the crew here, like, the locals, they've got jobs here. And you know what locals at surf contests are like? A lot of the time they get a job at a contest and they just go from being kind of like just a normal person in the street to being like the biggest freaking two-bit big shot you'll ever meet, right? They, <laughs> they put the, the cap on and the freaking uniform they immediately start running around trying to boss people looking self-important and all that shit well they don't do that here the crew from Lemoore are like eh, no. whatever you know they're yeah. out in the car park they were like whatever Nobody here cares. we are this is very interesting and, yeah. but is it we don't even know what's going on yeah. who are these people yeah. and um, they every one of them who I've talked to has heard my Australian accent and said hey man why don't you talk them into having sharks in the pool? <laughs> See, exactly. Like, they want they want the pool to be more animal. Ex- which it should be. <clears throat> exactly. See, to the point. To oh, the point. I'm so happy that I have the same mentality <laughs> as a Lemoore parking lot worker. <laughs> it's totally true, though. It's a glorious thing. But uh, the other thing you're missing here, Chaz, is that this pool is deep in the WSL's DNA. Yeah. Uh, Dirk's first venture into surfing was investing in this pool before he got involved in the WSL or buying the ASP or anything. So his early vision as a uh, you know adult learner is this. Is this? <laughs> Which again, to me though, this is Lamore. This is a uh, Mad Max hell. You do it in Japan and you make it like samurai hell. Oh, Just think how like yes. where each one is like curated for the environment Fuck, this like, is just like a video game vision of yours isn't when, it? but it is like isn't that what if we're, if we're gonna make a fake wave yeah. why why put the governor on when it comes to how we're gonna observe it and play with it you, and everything like you can do whatever you want we can do whatever right? we want at this point and so why why are we treating it like it's a, a real serious thing that you know okay the wave is coming everybody pay attention to the wave it's good it's serving because like, they're, they're, that's who they are. Yeah, that I mean, is who they are. Uh, I'm gonna someday. I'm gonna get in a room with old Dirk. I accidentally here. I uh, came up and bought two beers when I first came in. I thought somebody else is gonna want this beer. So walking around with two beers. Yep. Saw Dave Prodan. So I'm gonna go to give it to Dave Prodan. Dave Prodan threw up the quickest stop sign hand I've ever seen. Like it, no. And he was talking to Dirk Ziff, and I was ah. And so I I don't know why I pulled back. I was like, okay. I just don't won't bother Dave now. And what, but then I should have just went up and given the beer to Dirk Ziff. Said, hey, Dirk, this pays for all the bad things I said right here, this free beer. And now yeah. we can we can reset. We can reset the sled. Yeah. And, I mean, the plow and, and take another lap. Hand. 
was not to stop you from bringing the beer, it's to stop you from approaching Dirk Zip. I mean, that's when, that's entirely what it was. I got, yeah, I, and I I felt bad that I peeled off. I should have, yeah, I should have engaged. I should have marched right up with my two beers, sloppily and poorly dressed. Ah! Nick, have you yeah. met Dirk? No, I've, re- I've repeatedly requested to meet Dirk Ziff and been declined every time. I've never seen him in the water. Um, you know, uh, it, it is a source of ongoing complete puzzlement to me. It, it pissed me off for a while because I'm thinking, fuck this, man. I'm like, fucking hell, I got, I'm a surfer. Like, I've been surfing for 40 fucking years. I've been, like, writing about this whole gig with fulsome energy for a long, long time and really engaged in it. And for a long time, I kind of felt like I was trying to explain it to the rest of the surfing world and kind of getting somewhere and then I realized it was sort of getting nowhere so I just kind of like got a bit more sour on it you know <laughs> but at the same time like fuck it's it's I'm part of it right in many ways and this guy's like yeah I don't need to meet him so I'm like at this point I'm like well I don't need to meet you either buddy like maybe we'll run into each other in the water someday like that'd be good you won't yeah in the water yeah. Maybe when I license a Kelly surf pool and put it in Vegas and have the entire thing strippers, it's only like a thousand, two yeah, thousand well, strippers. This is totally not beyond the bounds of possibility, yeah. Chaz. You could find someone uh, as wealthy as Dirk, and but much crazier. That's what Boom. I feel. And all they have to do is license the technology and then yeah. we're off and running. Or Waco at this point. Or even, I feel strippers in Wave Garden would be okay. Mm. Like, I feel the bottom technology would work well if you turned it into dystopian hell fun it, hell. it would but dystopian hell is always better when it's wealthy dystopian hell it is totally true it's, <laughs> it's totally true poor dystopian hell is just actual real life <laughs> very possibly so Chaz um you've just been so vividly mocking at this whole yeah. joint yeah you know uh and even up to like like literally days before it oh yeah and the grit put that thing up, right? Yeah, we have the billboard. With the Beth. Yeah, back with Finn. It's yeah. there for a month. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so good. Like, Kelly, what did Kelly say about it? It was like, funny. Cheap, um, character revealing. Cheap, character revealing. Yeah. All that. Yep. Okay. And, um, and and yet, you've managed to sort of get a VIP media thing going and all that shit. What, how's that working? Anyway, I, why do people just give you shit even though you bag on them? I mean... I don't know. I don't know if I should kick Dave Prodan under this bus right now, but God bless Dave Prodan. He is honestly uh, he is. the only way that I would... Like, the thing is, I think Dave knows, no matter what, once I've written that much shit about something, I can't write and not look it in the eye. Yeah. So I would have been hanging out. So I would have paid full retail yeah. or, you know, $99, or I would have just, if they wouldn't have sold me a ticket, I would have sat outside the fence just because I would have had to have been here. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. And Dave Prodan, I think, understands. Somehow Dave Prodan, I think, has a super long game approach of, like, the real, the people who write about this thing, even if I disagree, even if it's a giant mess, mm. they matter to the DNA. Mm. Like, I mean, you far more than me but in terms of you know like Dave I think willing to okay I will put up with you know whatever daily dribble of shit talk <laughs> because I know at the end like if we all get there in the same place then surfing will be better Yeah. and so I think Dave is willing to forego the 
today's disconnect for the broad long term okay we're all gonna at the end it's gonna be a success well yeah and maybe he's like got that idea of culture like culture is like literally what it says it is right? yeah um it needs a lot of diversity to change and grow and uh oh my god we got marcus sanders we got marcus in sanders the house here. marcus sanders surflines editor-in-chief creative director i think uh, creative now. Are you not the creative? Is there a creative director at Surfline? There's uh, not. There's design director. There's not really a creative director. Is the editorial uh, office at Surfline entirely like? Do you operate your own ship? Is what I'm saying. There is an editorial asking. team that's sort of split. Okay. Into different pillars. Okay. You have the forecast editorial team, news team. But you oversee it all. I oversee kind of the news part of it. Okay. And is Surfline the official partner of the Surf Ranch event? We're the official forecast partner for the WSL. But also Surf so, Ranch. I heard an amazing story. I didn't see it live. Did you see it? That uh, somebody actually had to do the forecast for Surf Ranch. We did it as yeah, a joke. Yeah, and tried to do it. Okay, we but it was it a, joke. a joke. Somebody sent it to or I didn't watch it, but somebody sent me the thing and said, hey, they really tried to do it legit. Which I thought, there's, yeah, there's, and there's absolutely no way they would. So I thought, okay, this must have been a pretty good joke if it came off That's good. as legit. Well, yeah. Kevin Wallace has a very, you know, he's a good on camera. Yeah. He's got a straight face, and he just delivered it. Same tone, yep. everything. Yeah. Straight it's be... north and then a straight left with a period of 180 seconds. Like, it was very... Oh, perfect. So what, what actually is the wave height? I, wave I was, height? Yeah. Or I what, what would Surfline call it? Is this four I, to six? Or I is think this it would be three to three to four. Three, three to, to four. Five, maybe. Okay. I mean, I'm not a forecaster, mind yeah. you, but that's what I would call it. Okay. But Kelly did say that there is a bunch of different settings. Right? Sure. Where it's bigger, like CT3. What did you say? CT3 is bigger on the... The end bowl right yeah. is bigger on the CT3 section. I have a question here for you, for both of you, actually. <laughs> Do you think it's fair in any way, shape, or form that Kelly Slater gets to surf in this competition? Of course. Really? How? Yeah, he's on the CT. If I fucking built a sick trampoline with like specific things in my backyard and I jumped on it every day and then I invited people over for a competition, but do you people think would about, think like, that'd be, even if I was a tramp in the trampoline, professional trampoline tour. But think about the design, like how many people are involved in the design. It's not, it's not like Kelly woke up one morning and went on his Microsoft picture painter thing and did a thing and it was there. Right? 100%. There's so but many people involved. 100%. He keys to the property. Yeah. He could surf as often as he wants. And and he was he was literally involved in knowing the bottom contour and the whatever the plow that other people will never see. I mean, I'm sure it's proprietary mm -hmm. stuff, right? Where yeah, so Kelly knows things that this pool will do that nobody else knows and is out there surfing like he's another surfer, right? I mean, I think they should have done a Kelly Slater also express expression session where Kelly just went out and surfed the wave. And then people could boo and cheer or whatever. And then that'd be it. So Kelly Slater, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, okay, but I consider this, right? If Kelly Slater was a normal person, right? Uh, he'd be in the commentary booth right now. I mean, and he should he, And he'd be like, he'd be lighting up the, the broadcast, which, which needs be. lighting up, yeah. right? It's kind of like, come on, you guys, far out. Like, the surfers are lifting their game. Like, lift your game. Yeah. Come on. They got, um, there's nothing, nothing in the tank. Yeah, yeah. but Kelly is not a no. normal person. Yeah. Okay. I think I, I think it's freaking essentially being this contest. I thought the same thing as you, Chaz. I thought, man, this is ridiculous. Like far out. It's he basically invented the whole thing. He's been tuned into every part of it. I watched 
and I got that on the first couple of waves of this event where little hero Ida O'Hara got the first wave and it was kind of a shit left, right? And then Kelly got the next left and it was an absolute perler and I thought, the sneaky thought came into my head. What if the freaking Tower Bros just tweaked that? Because they could. Because they could. And then even the fact that I thought that, I thought, well, this surely eliminates Kelly from competition. Sure. But then I thought, nah, you know what? This is his... It's like saying, Dr. Frankenstein... You cannot talk to your monster. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's like, true. Doctor Frankenstein has to live and die on his own monster. Well, here's the and here's the damn thing though. Here's what I truly think is Kelly Slater died on his own monster. Kelly Slater now, after having him having watched him surf the thing he created, I don't care about him anymore. I mean, I care about him as a yeah. as a character or whatever he's gonna do or say, which is yeah. funny. But in terms of watching him surf, I'm I'm. This was the end for me. Like I, I, mm. I held out hope that Kelly could come in still, yeah. which totally wrongly, but that Kelly could come in and win a competition up until this right. event. And right. I, I realized nothing against Kelly, but yeah. he's just old yeah, and yeah. He, he doesn't have it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually thought watching him in that first round, I was watching him surf and I thought, this is awesome because his style suddenly looks classical sure. of the past the yeah. same way as which I started thinking about watching my little brother and Tom Curran um, you know as they moved on you know you'd see them surf and you'd see this lovely slightly refined version of what they produced at their very best and you thought well this is a wonderful style of surfing that is now happily in the past and it can rest there and you can watch it peacefully because you're not expecting to compete you can just watch this great moments in the sport and I feel like that's how Kelly surfing is now and I'm like Honestly, the sooner he sort of steps back into that zone, I feel like it's going to be easier to appreciate his surfing. That's why I've, that's and, like, you don't have to worry about him trying to match Philippe or fucking Gabriel or whatever. You can't that match is, those guys. They're mental. That is the best analysis on Kelly Slater surfing that I think I've ever heard because you're exactly, like, having done the Lisa Anderson movie, watching Lisa surf, I loved watching Lisa surf because mm. I wasn't holding Lisa to some weird standard. No. I just loved watching her lines where I feel if I went and watched Kelly even surf today in a video, I would love those lines that inspired me, you know, with black and white or whatever. Like yeah. when you see the like where you see that again but you're not expecting him to yeah. do Yeah, he's not competing against Philippe. How is yeah. Kelly gonna compete against Philippe? Yeah. Which yeah. I don't understand why yeah. But I, I kind of think he might have accepted that too because there was a while there before he hurt his foot where he was still like Toey for a world title and he was trying to surf like the young guys and it was fucking his surfing up yep. and it doesn't feel like it's fucked up anymore so yeah. that's kind of cool I love that I yeah. love that that makes me real happy that yeah. I, I saw, no, that is my part of my life is to make you happy Chaz I think about it every freaking day you totally succeeded right now because I literally came here thinking this was it's real sad the surf ranch because it's the death of Kelly yeah. but what I hear you saying and what I'm going to take away from this even yes. if you're not saying that this is the rebirth of Kelly yeah. this is the rebirth of Kelly as classic Kelly that we like 98 to whatever or yeah. whenever you want to think of Kelly as, yeah, yeah. A, as an icon. Yeah. I was kind of now, thinking like 95, 96, sure, 97. Totally. So. We can lay him to rest in that moment and just, oh, Kelly goes surf there. All right, quick interruption here mid-show. I'm actually going to close out today's show with an interview with Julian Wilson, world title contender Julian Wilson. He breaks down uh, a couple of interesting things, actually. Two or three weeks, the first two or three weeks of the season, he got injured um, mountain bike riding, tore something in his shoulder, didn't think that he was even going to compete in snapper. 
his wife gave birth to their first child and then he showed up at snapper not even knowing if he was going to compete and then he won that event he finds himself in third position uh today anyways before the end of this event and um in a world title race so we break all that down with julian he gives a really candid i think interview so thanks for that julian and then i also want to just touch on um the leaderboard situation i forgot to mention julian this morning but his performance last night i thought was outstanding Felipe actually had a couple of falls, and Julian just looked so unbelievably solid. And then Felipe came back, of course, and had an amazing wave to close out the night. But the way that the um, rankings are right now in the Surf Ranch Pro, at the end of day three, going into the final day, are Gabriel Medina in first, Julian Wilson in second, Kanoa Igarashi in third, bravo Kanoa, Felipe fourth, Owen fifth, Kelly sixth, Miguel Pupo with a stellar, stellar last minute, last kind of final wave, really clutch performance. He's in seventh. And Sebastian Zietz is in eighth, also with a clutch performance. So congrats to those men. They go into the final day. They will each, I believe, get six waves tomorrow as well. The surfer with the best right and left will actually win the event. The women are still surfing at the time of me recording this, so I won't comment on that until tomorrow. But I would say um, across the board, that I think that today's action really ratcheted all of the energy and all of the drama up a notch. Really phenomenal surfing. I'm getting lots of listener emails about these episodes and also direct messages. I'm going to read from a few. Question I have for the event space. Do they provide or sell food? Can you bring your own stuff in? Yes, they do uh, provide and sell food. You cannot bring your own stuff in. They're checking bags. How are they about streaming stuff? They're good about streaming stuff. They have jumbotrons all along the pool and in kind of each of the the VIP area and the press area. They're streaming everything. Um, The audio isn't the same as what you're getting online. We're getting some of that audio, but they cut in uh, for the on-site announcers. And there's lots of other things happening. So I'm not really hearing all the things that you guys are hearing. And in fact, some people are messaging me details that is keeping me informed of what's happening in the water. The next question from the same um, message was, if they are selling food, is it very expensive? Are you are the tickets in and out, meaning you can come back in and the same day? Food isn't expensive, really reasonably priced. And then, yes, you can come and go out of the event. Final question, has anybody commented on Beach Grit's billboard? No, I have not heard anybody comment on the billboard. And the billboard, turns out, isn't actually right in front of the Surf Ranch property, which I thought it was. Um, it's nearby, but it's not right in front. Another listener email says, I wonder why you and your co-hosts haven't considered the skate model. Skateboarding has a half pipe competition and has a modified street competition. It seems to me that the surf ranch is a modified street street competition. It will never replace actual street where most tricks are learned and developed, but like the modified street competition, it is an artificial version of the real thing. After watching some of these heats, Things seem predictable, but I have a feeling that as surfers get used to it, the artificial wave will become something different altogether. At any rate, I appreciate your contribution to the culture and salute you, Chaz and Scott, for doing all the work furthering surfing amongst those of us that love and appreciate it. Mahalo. Thank you for that, and thank you for the kind words. Uh, I don't follow skating, but I totally get the analogy, and I think that's probably, we could probably take cues from that. So uh, keep the feedback coming. We've got one day left. Super excited to get to the pointy end of this and uh, some really good interviews queued up for tomorrow. So everything is getting intensified. 
It's all thanks to Hurley, by the way. The Surf Ranch Pro is presented by Hurley, and this podcast series is also presented by Hurley. They've really helped me out with access. They've embraced the podcast medium, as I said, on day one. It's like a couple of guys in the company have been listening and are fans, and they want to help kind of expand the platform and the content, and they appreciate you supporting it as well. So they're offering you 20% off everything on Hurley.com. Take them up on the offer. You only have about 30 days. That uh, promo code expires on October 7th, and that promo code is simply podcast. So tell your friends, Hurley.com, promo code podcast. And then, of course, we're hosting a poll to introduce their new uh, pro series line of clothing. In fact, I'm watching a commercial for it right now. So I'm watching the women's event, and those are the commercials that you've seen in between the action with um, each of the team riders and an animal kind of associated with their graphic. Julian Wilson, in this interview that I'm cutting to, explains why he picked the scorpion. And uh, so check all that stuff out. You can actually win a prize pack of that clothing on surfsplendorpodcast.com by submitting your guess in the poll for which Hurley athlete will win this event. We're going to give the first five winners with the correct answer a prize pack. It also gives you an opportunity to see the, the product line. So check that out. And without further ado, here is 2018 world title contender Julian Wilson. I will see you tomorrow for the final day of the Surf Ranch Pro presented by Hurley. Enjoy. Um, I'm going to make it quick since we have a short ride, but first question is you showed up at snapper with an injury, um, almost planning to not even compete in the event. Did that mindset set you up for success? Oh, I can't say that that was what unlocked that win. Um, I was on the kind of, I guess the hospital floor with my newborn baby six days before the event and not having even rolled my shoulder over for a swim or a paddle or anything so I was I was um, very sceptical I was kind of seeing myself missing at least the first two events of the year and then um, through the miracle work of uh, the WSL doctor physician Chris Prosser just came up from the Gold Coast and spent four days with me uh, to give me any chance of competing at Snapper and I probably got it to about 70% and I don't know, after watching what my wife went through in the birthing suite, I just went, oh, it's good enough to go down there and feel it out and just see how things go. And there was two moments in the event where I was pretty much thought I was done, um, paddling against the rip at Snapper, and my arm just kind of stopped moving in the later parts of some heats, and I was like, oh, there's no way, I'm, I'm just going to have to step away from the event. And I get fixed up again, just enough to keep going, and... I don't know, I was surfing with, yeah, one and one and a half, one and a quarter arms at Snapper. It was a, a pretty surreal experience. It's the event that I've wanted to win more than any other in my whole life, and it finally happens when I'm least prepared for it. Well, it's actually a perfect segue, talking about your wife. I was curious, does um, marriage and a newborn sharpen or diffuse your focus? Um, opens up. It makes you very... Flexible, um, which when you, I think, competing and you're really focused and everything's really narrow, you, you don't let a lot of other stuff come in and, and interfere. And 
soon as you have a child and a pregnant wife and it, uh, you quickly learn that you know you have to be flexible you have to be open to to the ebbs and flows of life more than ever and um, I think if anything it's really helped me kind of still realizing how much I love surfing but at the same time having this new love for, for life and appreciation for life as being a married man and a, and a dad is um, it's just a pretty pretty surreal feeling and it cements my love for surfing even more but also it kind of pulls down some barriers that I had up um, around that and what I thought I needed and what I had thought I had to have but really at the end of the day is can be very flexible around those things and, and still perform well which I've learned in the last six months. That's amazing. Um, we have Europe and Pipe left. You and Gabe have similar track records there. If it was strictly based on track record and also talent it would be a pretty even draw what will it take to come out on top um i think gabe had really incredible momentum through europe having two wins last year uh was unbelievable um for him to go over and back that up there's he's going to have an expectation to to perform at that level where for me there's like i had a poor result in france and a great result in portugal and but there's a lot of room there to better my results from last year, and that'll be my focus, is, um, is having two, two strong events there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think there's room for me to move. There's no room for Gabby to move uh, in comparison to last year. And, but he, you know, he's a great competitor. You get lots of opportunities at those waves, and I think... Generally, the better surfers prevail uh, because you get those repetitions and it comes down to the performance, and that's why it's good timing for those events and it's, it's a good time to, to get the best surfer of the year, the most informed surfer of the year up on top. I think it really sorts it out. Perfect. Who's your pick for the women's event here at Surf Ranch Pro? Uh, my pick for the women's is Lakey. I think if Lakey lands her air on the right, she's got the strongest back end out of any of the girls. And she's riding the bar- barrel really well. But if she lands that air on the end of the right, that's going to be the, what sets her apart. And I think um, she looks really good. I think she's got a great chance at getting it done. Who's your pick for the men's? Um, for the men, myself. It's got to be. Uh, I think I'm going to have some fun tomorrow for sure. I've a lot of room to move from today, and I had some pretty good scores. So it's a uh, good confidence uh, builder for tomorrow. I love it. Own it. Uh, final question. Why the Scorpion for the uh, Hurley Pro Series line of uh, apparel? My star sign's a Scorpio, so it just fitted well. Um, Are you into astrology? Uh, not or horoscope not, or whatever that is? I don't even yeah, know what that is. Horoscope. No, I'm not really, um, but I, I just dig it. I think it's cool. I think it. I wouldn't have picked it for myself, but when it was presented to me, I thought, awesome, why not? Scorpion's cool. Sting the competition. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thanks, Jules.